Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Like, I like Pinto, and I, I remember everyone like. And this is the thing that I think Sense fans need to start realizing: we need to stop looking at the draft. We really need to stop looking at a player being like he was drafted way too early. You know who you can make an argument who was drafted way too late? Mark Stone, sixth round pick, and now he's making nine and a half million dollars. Pajot, drafted I think in the fifth round and making five million. Hoffman. Welcome to the Sense Hour Podcast, your number one source for Sense content, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Shane from Ottawa and... And Derek from Muskoka, almost near Leaf Country out here. Um, but I think Clevin was, was right up there because they traded up to get him uh, with the Leafs. And again, they, they passed up some talented players for a guy like Clevin. But now Clevin's all of a sudden looking like a talented player himself. Like that goal that he scored um, in the third game in UND was outrageous. It was just not something you're expecting from the Twitter scouts, especially. <laughs> Sends our podcast, your number one stop for all your Senators content. New episodes coming at you every Monday and Thursday, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Have a good one. Stay safe. Take care. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kane's Train Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Uh, And before we get into the show, uh, I want to talk about DraftKings. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week's jam-packed action ranging from basketball to golf and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. That's right. It makes it more fun. Go do it. Have more fun watching sports. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry on your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thank you, DraftKings. Carolina Hurricanes, baby. Let's talk about them too, right? Might as well. Um, well, as you know, the Hurricanes went and picked up more motherfucking points. Which is, we love that, you know? You like to see that. Uh, they actually did it twice, so really. More motherfucking points. Double it up on them. Uh, four points for the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are now sitting at first place in the Central Division. Sorry, they discover Central Division. Don't want to mess up the sponsorships uh, and the NHL's advertisements. 
they've got going on as we take a quick look at the standings here. Carolina in first place, 16 games played and 25 points. They are 12-3-1. That is really, really good. Uh, only team with a better points percentage in the entire league is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who let's just run down the list of the teams they get to play all year. The Edmonton Oilers, the Winnipeg Jets, the Montreal Canadiens, the Calgary Flames, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Ottawa Senators. None of them are very good. Sorry if you're from Canada, uh, but your teams really aren't very good. Just being real with you. I know that you think they are, but that's because you're also playing a bunch of not-that-good teams. Uh, Toronto's pretty good. Edmonton's not bad. Um, and I think Montreal is not bad either. Um, but, like, come on. They're not, like, top tier of the league or anything. The Hurricanes are competing against uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who obviously we know won the Cup last year. We know they're down Nikita Kucherov, and of course that makes a difference, but look at the other pieces on their team. Come on. They still have a championship-level roster put together. Dallas has struggled this year, but hey, I mean, they, they went to the Cup last year. They've also only played 12 games, so like we're, you know, they've, they've had their struggles in the COVID world. We'll see if they ever catch up in games played. Um, Florida has proven that they're legit this year. Um, you know, they finally got a goalie in net who can do something. And Chris Drieger, who's not getting paid $10 million a year. Wild. Um, but yeah, that's that's worked out well for them. They have obviously been a team that's going to, you know, Carolina's going to be competing with this whole year, and they're only one point ahead of them. Uh, so, yeah, tough, tough competition. And Chicago has surprised this year. They're 9-6-4. and four. They don't have Jonathan Taves, but I tell you what, they do have a lot of really good young uh, offensive players and a surprisingly good goaltender. Um, I don't think, I think a lot of people would have said at the beginning of the year, like, yeah, Chicago has no goalie, literally no goalie. And then Kevin Lankinen has come in and just been really, really good. Um, he's He's been impressive in every game I've seen him in. So um, that's kind of holding them afloat, you know? I mean, hey, if Chicago wants to compete for a playoff spot, more power to you. Um, the bottom half of the Central isn't really doing too, too much for me. I mean, Nashville has struggled immeasurably. Detroit, of course, right back doing what Detroit does. Um, they're 5-12-3 and three in 20 games. It's not very good. Um, Nashville's 7-10, and 10, you know. Dallas, again, hasn't played a lot of games. They've only played 12 games, but they're 5-3-4 and four with only 14 points, so they've got some catching up to do. Um, and Columbus is 8-7-4, which is underwhelming at best. So, you know, the Chicago's got a real shot here um, at, 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 at really making the playoffs. Um, you know, I think that they'll end up battling with, like, Dallas and Columbus for that spot. Because um, right now, really, if you sort it by point percentage, they're in fourth because they've played three more, three to four more games than, you know, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, uh, all those teams. So, you know, it's a tight race. It is a tight race, my friends. But the Hurricanes are winning it, and that is what we love to see. So let's talk about those games uh, that I just mentioned. The Canes... Played Chicago on, what was it, Friday night? Uh, and I thought it was a really good game. They pick up a 5-3 win. And, um, look, Chicago scores three goals. But to be honest with you, I didn't think there was a lot of danger from them. I thought that the Hurricanes defense did a really good job limiting the chances that Chicago had. They didn't give up much. Uh, and they capitalized on their chances. They, they, they generated a ton of of chances, and that should be expected against a team like Chicago because their defense is pretty leaky if we had to pick an adjective to describe it. 
Um, you know, they that is not the forte of their team. They're an offensive-based team. They've got Patrick Kane, who's going to do you know things like you saw him do in that game. He's a very, very skilled player, very difficult to defend. Um, they've got a goalie now who's proven you know more than competent at the NHL level, which is great for them. They've got young players like Alex DeBrincat. They've got um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Oh no, I blanked. I blanked. They have many. They have many young players who have impressed. Uh, I think that. Chicago has continued to be a team that's drafted well and gotten those pieces, much like the Pittsburgh Penguins seem to just always, you know, get good young pieces, except lately, I don't know, I think they might have run out of that pool. I think the Penguins are finally headed downhill. Um, But, you know, Chicago is a better team than uh, people thought, but their defense is still not great, and the Hurricanes' offense is really good. So um, I, I think the Hurricanes are going to have success in that matchup obviously they have the one loss to Chicago this year where I think we all agree they didn't play very well um and it was during that stretch of games after the COVID stuff where like you know we didn't really think they were playing well at all but they were still winning some games so I'll take it uh overall in that game you know I think it was a it was less of a a close game than the score showed to be honest with you James Reimer was not very good um at least in the first and second period uh the Patrick Kane goal the first goal it's unfortunate because the Hurricanes at that point were absolutely dominating, and Dougie Hamilton rings one off the posts after beating the goalie, so they, they get a chance to go up 3 nothing, and then that leads to a uh, what looked like it was going to be a Patrick Kane breakaway, but he stumbles a bit, so Brett Pesci catches up, and now it's a one, one-on-one, and uh, Patrick Kane does a move that if you've ever seen Patrick Kane play hockey, you've probably seen him do 400 times before, where he does that little stutter step to a spin backhander. And he usually goes, tries to go bar down with it, which I think he even said in the press conference after the game that that, that was his intention, and he kind of missed. Um, so a couple of things, you know, Pesci's there, but, like, you got to know who it is. You got to know. I think we saw Jacob Slavin. Actually, this is why Patrick Kane's so dangerous. I think earlier in the year we saw pa- uh, Patrick Kane beat Jacob Slavin to the outside because Slavin was expecting him to pull up and do that move. Like, he was defending for that move. Um, and he just read it wrong. That's how many different weapons he has. But um, Pesci kind of gets, you know, fooled by it. And Kane gets the shot off. But uh, it was a stoppable shot. You know, I, backhanders are definitely tough to track. Um, and they are even more difficult to pick up when it's coming off of a spin where the player's back was just to you. So, you know, as a goalie, you your reaction time is limited on that because you you see the puck later than you usually would. And you have you know, even less time to pick up the puck and, and make the play. You know, think of it as if you're going against a pitcher in baseball, well, you usually see him wind up and everything. You see the you see the ball come out of his hand, you know, on the mound. Imagine that he was allowed to, like, back up towards you and spin and throw it, you know? You'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? It would be a lot harder to pick it up, and you have you might still be able to, you know, hit it, but you have way less time for your reactions to kick in and and hit it. So, you know, it's harder to pick up. Where is it going? All that. So James Reimer's just behind on it. Um, You know, it's one I'd love to see him get, but I understand also that that's it's a difficult save to make, but um, it's Patrick Kane did not put that one where he wanted to. So, uh, he you know, credit to a great player. Again, we talked about sometimes you got to give credit to the other team. That's a guy who... You know, he probably deserved that goal. It was pretty nice. So, 
it is what it is. But then very, very late in the second period, I think there was like 10 to 15 seconds left. The Hurricanes are about to go, um, are about to take a penalty or did take a penalty. We're waiting for the delayed sequence here. Blackhawks keep it in the zone. They get the puck to the middle of the ice. And I think Ian Mitchell, it was, uh, snaps one by Reimer. This one, I didn't like that sequence at all from the penalty to any, like, you know, I didn't like the what the Hurricanes did in their own zone. They had a chance to get it out. They didn't. That almost always leads to bad things. And you couple it with a shot from the point area with, you know, not a ton of traffic. And James Reimer's very deep in the net. Uh, I would have liked to see him get that one. I think that's one that if we're talking about giving your team a chance to win, that's one you need to you need to save, you know, just say, all right, we'll kill it off in the third period. We'll get the momentum from that, and then we'll put this team away. Because really, Carolina had been the better team uh, the whole game. It didn't deserve to be tied at this point, but experience Kane's hockey, baby. We know all about that. Um, so period ends. It's 2-2. And then we go into the third period, um, and, I mean, just the Hurricanes power play, man, makes the difference. They get some goals on that, uh, you know. Nino continues to be hot. He had two goals in that game. Trocek continues to be hot. Uh, these guys are scoring. Um, Jake Bean made that really, really nice pass to Trocek on his goal. Um, and I've liked his play a lot. We'll get to that as we move into this next game. But the Hurricanes offense, you know, had tons of chances. Lincoln really played really well. It could have been way worse than it was for Chicago in this one, but Carolina did what good teams do when they power through the adversity of these couple, you know, chances. And honestly, the uh, third period, I thought James Reimer played well. He made some big saves. Um, he it, it seems to be a trend lately. Like, he looks a little shaky in the first and second period. He might let in a couple that, like, it's difficult to say that they're soft goals or, like, ones that can't go in, but, like, it's, they're ones where you're like, ah, I'd love to see a save that, you know? Like, feel free to make a save, goalie. I know we can't say everything is your fault, but, like, damn, feel free to, to do your job, like, well, you know, and not just at an at a acceptable level. But um, that's how he was kind of playing through the first couple periods. And then the third, he turned it on, man, and he made the saves he needed to make, and I think that's what makes James Reimer, you know, uh, special is that he's able to... Like, even in the midst of a bad game, he's able in stretches when it matters to make the timely saves. And, like, if you ask Rob Brendan Moore, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. Um, so, good for James for hanging in there. You know, I, don't, I hate the term building a game, but I guess if you want to use it, go for it. You could use that game as an example. Uh, he was good. He was good in that third. Uh, he'd probably like to have back a few of those goals. It shouldn't have been as close of a game as it was, but hey. <clears throat> the Hurricanes' defense also did a pretty damn good job, I thought, of limiting uh, Chicago's chances. And the Hurricanes' offense, I thought, was buzzing. You know, they could have had eight goals that game at least. So, um, a good game all in all. I was very happy with it. Hurricanes pick up two more points. Uh, you beat a team that you need to beat, you know. I mean, standings-wise, they're right there. So, I know you have some games in hand, but you've heard Trip Tracy say this, and it's 100% true. Games in hand only matter if you win them. And there you go. There's a win. Uh, I thought that Jesper Faust had a really good game. I, honestly, the fourth line has been really good. I love the the trade for Cedric Paquette, uh, and he, of course, gets a goal against Tampa, which we'll talk about. But that line has been good, and you can see that Rod Brendamore has been able to throw that line out um, a significant amount of time at 5-on-5. Five five. Those guys are playing you know, 11, 12 minutes a game, and that is important because it means that you truly have 
four lines that you can put out against any 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 team's other line. Um, I think Martin Nook has elevated his play, being able to play on the wing. You can see that he can use his speed and his his physicality more. You know, you just have a little more freedom to um, you know be that energy guy on the wing than you do at center. I don't think he's as well equipped for the responsibilities defensively as a center and and playing down low and all that. I think he thrives more, you know, on the half boards and um, up at the points and stuff and just being kind of an agitator along the boards. He's he's his game is elevated a lot. I think he's made an impact on a lot of goals. Um, if not, you know, getting points like he's held pucks in that need to be need to get held in. He's he's forced turnovers. He's bothered people. He's had several big hits in the last couple of games. Um, and one in that one. So you'd love to see it. Uh, if you're a Hurricanes fan, Cedric Paquette, I think has been a great addition. You know, we talked about a lot in the off season that the Hurricanes didn't seem to really bring in any more physicality and, um, you know, might be something that they need. Well, this is a guy that, you know, he fills that role and you're just seeing to me, you know, we can talk about this in general right now before we get into the Tampa game, but this Hurricanes team this year, there's a lot of similarities, and I don't think that some of these statistics are coincidences, and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to make more out of this stretch than it is, but, you know, there's only one other period in, in uh, franchise history where the team has had a start like this to a season, and it was 5 6 um, There was only one other season I can remember where the team had goal-scoring depth where, I mean, I'm talking, you know, there's five, six, seven guys that in a normal NHL season are putting up 20-plus goals. And obviously, we have a Hurricanes team who's on pace for that this year. Uh, and that other season was 05-06. You know? Um, goaltending with, with Morazic and Net, I feel like. Uh, Morazic, you know, super limited sample size. But if he can come back and do anything like what he was doing to start with, there's your Marty Gerber. You know? Um, you know, a guy who's just playing solid and putting up good numbers and giving you a chance every night and letting your good team in front of them do it. Uh, the difference is that this Hurricanes team's defense, in addition to having, you know, some guys who can shut it down, that defense in 0506, I think was a much more defensive, physical oriented defense. This, this team, um, has more of the physicality and it's, and it's Ford group, I think. Um, other than uh, uh, Brady Shea, I think is a, is physical. Honestly, every time he hits someone, he looks like his intent is to like damage them, <laughs> you know. Like he's kind of scary when he go- when he decides to hit people. He like takes that hand off his stick and he just like shoves. The- I just did it to my microphone right there. He just like shoves them in the chest. Like he is he is like I will put you on the ground. Like uh, he can be physical. I like it. I like that edge. I think it replaces some of what uh, Justin Falk was able to do. Which talk about a guy having a bounce back season. Good for him, honestly. Um, you know. Um, where was I? Yeah. But anyway, I just see a lot of similarities between this team and 0506. Um, the Hurricanes are like, if not first, they're, you know, top three in the league in goals forced per game. I'm pretty sure they're first. And I'm pretty sure that they're like 3.8 or something. Close to four. Four goals a game. That's obviously not sustainable, I don't think, uh, hopefully. But, I mean, man, Nino Niederreiter has nine goals. Uh, Vincent Trocek has what nine goals now, right? Um, it <laughs> Sebastian Ajo is a point per game, and he's now started scoring. 
a highlight reel one against Tampa. You know, he's got six goals, 10 assists, and 16 games for 16 points. Sveshnikov has been cold, but still has point, like, you know, still had a great start and is still contributing. And the team doesn't need Andrei Sveshnikov right now to be at a four goal a game pace. Brock McGinn has, what, seven goals still. Jordan Stahl, seven or eight, I can't remember. Um, you know, Jake Bean has come in and started putting up points. This team is is a, is an elite offensive team right now. It's really fun to watch. Um, it's fun to know, and that's why that gives you those weapons of like, okay, even if we get down, we know we can come back because we know we can score goals. It is focusing on the neutral zone play. It's focusing on the defensive play, and it's it's hoping that you get a good performance from your goalies um, to give you that the advantage because otherwise good goal scoring with everything else, you know, kind of evens out to a 50-50. You don't want to be able to score a lot of goals but give up so many goals that, you know, you're required to score five a night to win. I know, you know, the Hurricanes just won a game 4 nothing, So, and that's their third shutout of the year. So clearly uh, they have been more than capable of holding teams to, you know, limited chances. If anything, I think in a lot of games where the Hurricanes have given up a lot of goals, there's been at least one or two where, Again, like, you can't blame the goalie, but, like, it wasn't like the defense let up, you know, a grade A chance. It was just a, a good chance that, look, you're going to let up good chances. Like, it's impossible to limit a team to zero chances a game. So if that's the goal, I mean, of course that's the goal, but, like, it's not a realistic goal. Like, you, you want to minimize it, and minimize doesn't mean zero. Minimize means the lowest, you know, possible, so which I guess is zero. You know, mathematically, the point's not going to make sense, but you you get what I'm saying, you know? I'm not going to explain it anymore. But this Hurricanes team is exciting. That was my whole point. Uh, let's jump to Tampa now. Uh, this was a really, really good game, a 4 nothing win. Um, and, man, this this team, without Tavo Teravine and Jake Gardner comes out of the lineup to get Hayden Fleury in, um, which apparently no injury things, which is good. Um, I agree. I think that Jake... Uh, sorry, I think that um, Hayden Fleury, need, like, you don't want him sitting too long because Rod is very correct that, you know, you will need him. And so when he jumps back in, you don't want him to be rusty. So you will see that seventh defenseman. Honestly, you guys can complain all you want about, you know, these young guys being scratched or whatever. But the reality of it is, uh, even if it's a little unfortunate for them and, you know, you want them to play and all that, having seven guys listing the seven guys that the Hurricanes have that are NHL caliber defensemen. I think Jake Bean's proving that, you know, he's got some stuff to work on, but his strengths are clearly NHL level. His offensive abilities, his, his you know, decision-making in the offensive zone, all that sort of stuff is definitely NHL level. And it's, it's I mean, it's bordering on, you know, upper level NHL level as a rookie, which is, you know, fantastic. He's got a lot to work on in the D zone, but I think that he's proven to be competent enough to where those strengths definitely, you know, supersede any weaknesses he has. I think he's been great. Um, having these seven guys, like, you know, you will need you will need an extra guy. And being able to not have to call up, you know, an AHL level guy and say, Yeah, we have another NHL level guy right here waiting and hungry too. Like I thought Hayden Fleury played well. I thought that he was more physical. Um, I think he got the message, you know, what he needed to do, and that's great. Like he know, he's been here before, you know? I don't see Hayden Fleury being a guy that's going to be like, oh, woe is me. Like, he knows. He's been there before. He did it last year. He knows that he can do it. He's going to put in the work to do it, you know? Um, I don't think he's going to get discouraged 
So I like the I like getting Jake Bean in. Um, and honestly, I love the the confidence in Rod. Rod is just such a good players coach, um, and you can see that in these decisions because he could have taken Bean out and put Flurry in. And Jake Gardner has not played poorly. He's played pretty well. Um, so I, I don't think it's a knock on Jake either. I think it's, hey, Jake, let's give you a rest for a night, keep you fresh, you'll get right back in. Like, it has nothing to do with your play. I just need to get this guy in. So we're just, you know, it's a team thing. And Jake's going to be like, I'd love, you know, obviously I want to play every night, but I get it. All good. You know? Like, he, you know, he gets it. He's a team player too. Um, so... The, the confidence that that has to inspire in a kid like Jake Bean um, is immeasurable. Like, your coach is saying, I need to get this guy in. The logical choice most people would draw to would be this rookie is coming out. This kid who's only played, what, six NHL games or something is going to come out. But instead, he takes out a veteran defenseman and keeps you in. That has to give you confidence to say, I like validate your skill set, you know? And that con- Rod knows that that confidence that you, you give to that young player will make that player play better. Because now, instead of second guessing themselves and playing safe and trying to limit their mistakes, which I've talked about this so many times, it doesn't matter what your job is. I, I don't care if you're a fucking, you know, cashier at Target or if you're an NHL hockey player. In your, in your job, if you're worried about doing the wrong thing constantly, like if someone is making you feel like you cannot make a mistake or you're fucked, you will perform worse. You will not perform your best. It is impossible, okay? It doesn't work that way. If you're confident and you're made to feel comfortable and like you can be yourself and shine with your skill set and that it's okay to make a mistake as long as you make up for it, you will thrive. And I think you're seeing Jake Bean's offensive talents thrive right now um, and the defense will come, man. He'll they'll keep working on that. The coaching staff, and I don't even think he's been bad. Like he just, you know, he's not Jacob Slavin back there. Not many people are though. He'll he'll work on that. He'll develop that part of his game, and he'll become a really really talented two way defenseman. I think. Um, you know, the Hurricanes have guys like Tim Gleason that have done a wonderful job. I think at developing young talents. Dean Schnauth, I think, has done a great job of coaching these defensemen. Uh, getting everything out of them. Uh, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that Dougie Hamilton went from you know just a offensive powerhouse that you know sometimes struggled in his own end to being a guy last year, and you've seen signs of it this year as defense coming back to that level of you know oh this guy's a legit Norris Trophy candidate. I don't he's he definitely hasn't gotten to that this year yet, but there's been flashes of it. Um, so, you know, the coaching staff makes these defensemen better and, and takes their skills and, and, you know, gives them the confidence to do what they know that they can do, which is awesome. So my whole point is I love that Rod gives a guy like Jake Bean the confidence to go do what he can do and look what he's doing. I mean, he's got like three points in four games. I think, um, that pass to Trocek was elite. Uh, just the vision and the, I mean, the, the pass itself is like difficult to put on the tape through traffic like that, but just the, the presence to make that move and then go to the back end. I mean, like he's done that on the power play too. He's made a couple little fakes and getting open space. Like he just has talent. 
He's a talented player. Uh, I hope to I hope to see him stick around, but I hope he earns it. You know, to make my point from last time, I don't I don't hope he sticks around just because he's a young, talented player. I hope that he earns it. I hope that he earns the right to stick around. And so far, I think he is, and I think that's proven by the decision to not take him out of the lineup when Flurry came back in. Uh, so good for Jake Bean. Alex Nedeljkovic picks up his first NHL shutout. Um, and credit to him, man. I thought he played really well. He looked very comfortable the whole game. Um, doing a little too much with the puck playing at times. Talked about that. I don't, you know, he's a he's a phenomenal uh, puck handler as a goalie. But man, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Goalies, sometimes you're doing too much. You're trying to have too much of an impact on the game. Like, it's okay. You're doing your thing. Just keep doing your thing. Play the puck when it makes sense. Sometimes guys will try to force it, and uh, it doesn't end up well. He almost got... He almost ruined his own shutout late in the game with a puck handling error. Um, just trying to force a play that wasn't there. Like, what was the need to do that, you know? Excuse me. But, um, man, I'm all over the place bumping the mic. Not not good. Uh, he looked really good. I thought it was his best game of the season, for sure. Uh, he just looked comfortable. He didn't look shaky. Every rebound he was absorbing. Um, and you got to give credit to the team in front of him. He made some good saves. I would say he made you know, three to four um, really solid saves, like, you know, saves where you're like, oh, that was nice. And then he was able to make every routine save, and more than that, he was able to hang on to pucks, you know? It's harder than it looks to get hit in the chest and hold on to that. It's harder than it looks, I gotta tell you. I know that you think you just squeeze it, but, like, you couldn't do that, you know? It takes a level of skill, um, and you have to be, it takes that confidence. Like, it's, it's, that's when you can tell a goalie's, like, in the zone and feeling it and he's going to be tough to beat, is when he's hanging on to every puck. That means that you're not going to beat this guy through him. Probably not. Like, it's it's unlikely. He is kind of in the zone. He's got his angles down. His positioning is good. Um, and he's comfortable in his reactions. And when a goalie feels warmed up like that and comfortable, uh, he's going to make all those routine saves. Like, you're not going to beat him, you know, through him. You're going to have to get creative with it. Or wait for a mistake or something, you know. Um, so Ned was great. He deserved that shutout. I wouldn't be surprised if they go right back to him on Monday. I also wouldn't be surprised if they go back to James Reimer and keep the rotation going. Um, I have no clue when Peter's coming back, but uh, Ned's going to have to play at that level we saw last game if the team's going to continue this this stretch because they're going to need their goalies. Uh, Tampa is not going to roll over and die in these these three games that are left with them. They're going to be really difficult. They, they play them tonight as this comes out. Um, you know, you might have already seen the next game by the time you listen to this, but uh, it's going to be tough. Tampa is a grueling team to play against. They're very skilled. Uh, they're not going to be happy about that one. So they're going to come out with a force. Canes are going to have to be ready. Hopefully their defense can play up to the same level. Um, yeah, what else can you say? Uh, Cedric Paquette gets his first goal as a Carolina Hurricane against his former team. He was starting fights with people. I loved it, you know? I liked his performance a lot. That fourth line was great. Jesper Faust has been heating up. I love that Rod used him on the power play. Um, I think it was against Chicago. He got uh, Nino Niederreiter that second goal with that nice little quick pass out to the front of the net for Nino's tap-in. He's been really good. Um, you know, look out. Could be another guy. You know, if he's getting these power play time and stuff, could be another guy. That gets hot and starts scoring, you know, you might, it's, Brockman again might start to cool off here, uh, as expected, you know, um, 
Andrei Svechnikov has cooled off. You know, he gets an empty netter. Good for him. Hopefully that just seeing the puck go in the net does something for him. Um, but, you know, I think that there's a next wave of guys who are ready to to heat up. You know, I could see some defensemen starting to score. Uh, hopefully Dougie starts to net some goals, you know. Um, who knows if Jake Bean puts his first in, if he can just keep, you know, maybe those coming bunches. That would be cool. Um, Jesper Foss, I think, has been playing really well. You know he has the potential to play up in a lineup. He did it with New York consistently, um, you know, with guys like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad. So um, he obviously is capable of, of filling that role. So, you know, maybe Brock McGinn, um, maybe Brock McGinn starts to cool down a little bit. You want to switch up his role. You want to reward Jesper Foss. Maybe Jesper Foss can go play with Aho and Svechnikov. You know, uh, that's that's pretty similar to the skill level of the guys he was playing with in New York, if not a little better. Um, Tavo Teravainen's out after that hit. I don't know if it was because of that hit, though, because Rod said they found out in the press conference after the Tampa game, he said, we found out last night. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's going to be a little bit, and we'll have more updates. So I'm confused, but I, I think by the time this episode comes out even, um, or maybe the middle of this week, by the time the next episode comes out on Thursday, we'll hopefully have some more information on Tavo, but uh, the team's going to have to step up. I thought Steven Lorenz came in, did a good job on the fourth line doing his thing. Um, you know, I just, this team is going right now. I like it a lot. I like what I'm seeing. Last two games, the defense has really stepped up and, and been stingier, uh, and the offense continues to, like, they've just proven that, hey, we can capitalize and score goals and still play this game and not have to be so up and down. You, they just play Tampa well because Tampa is structured. It's easier to play structure against a structured team than it is against an unstructured team. You know, you're going to go play Detroit and you're going to get into this up and down crap and you'll probably win because you're significantly better than they are skill wise, but you'll definitely win if you play your structure because they won't be able to do a damn thing against you if that's the case. Do you know what I mean? Um, So if the Hurricanes can continue to play this way, they are going to not have any problem being, you know, top two in the division and, um, you know. They got a good chance of getting out of the division and get to the semifinals. And I think that's everyone's goal. So go Canes, baby. Um, you know, let's do it, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. And Sebastian Ajo went. Top TD bar down. And you love to see it. Um, also, shout out to Finland. And I haven't used this one. But when we're talking, we're talking about Sebastian Ajo. Ooh. Fish, right on. That's right. That's right. Um, so, go Canes. Hopefully we get a... Two more motherfucking points. After that next game against Tampa. And the team keeps rolling. Go Canes, first place in the Central, baby. You love to see it. I'll be here Thursday. Uh, remember, go sign up at DraftKings. Use promo code THPN for a free entry with your first deposit. Uh, be on the lookout for a jersey contest we've got coming out. Uh, peep at Kane's Train Pod on Twitter. I'll have all the details. You want to win some free stuff, you got to come check it out. Uh, I'll see you there. Be back on Thursday. Hopefully the Canes pick up some more points. Let's go.